passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. This is Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, so, Justin, guttural reaction when you hear you're getting this specific opportunity, which is, like, you can even tell me where you were, movie theater, I don't know, like, but this, what was that like? Uh, I was at home, uh, actually, like, listening to it with my dad, and uh, it was something that we kind of, I kind of had a feeling was going to happen in the days leading up to it, so, you know, it was just more of a matter of, you know, who it was going to be at that point, and so, uh, 
whenever I first got picked by the Mets, it was a very like surreal moment. Did, did you immediately go to the roster, the, the Mets roster? No, I, I didn't. Honestly, I never had time to do anything like that. I uh, I got selected by the Mets. I uh, you know talked to my dad for a second, and then we. Uh, I started getting phone calls. I got a call from uh, some of my coaches with the Rangers, and they were just like, hey, just so you know, like you got picked by the Mets. Uh, had some good things to say, and then hung up the phone with them, and then about 30 seconds after that, I was getting a phone call from uh, a New York number, so I take that phone call, and they were just like, hey, you know, is this Justin Slade? Yes. It's like, this is so-and-so with the Mets. Uh, he was like, so I was like, spare you all the details, but uh, we were actually trading you to Boston. So it was a very quick phone call, probably 30 seconds. So I had walked out on the back porch to take a phone call, and I walked back inside, and I was just like, well, Dad, I was like, you're not going to believe this, but... I was like, I just got traded to Boston, and uh, immediately we were both just like, you know what, this is an awesome opportunity to get to come and play for a great city that's so passionate about not just baseball, but all of their sports, and so uh, just immediately it was a little bit bittersweet, obviously having to leave the organization that I had grown up with, and uh, all of the, my friends that I had been playing with for uh, the last four years and stuff like that, but... It was uh, ultimately a very exciting moment. Well, that's the thing, and you know we've talked enough about being traded. It's a two-way street, and you know I was talking to Isaiah about this, Isaiah Campbell, that it's great. Yeah. You know, it's great that somebody wants you, like somebody is specifically wanting you, but you're leaving all your guys behind yeah. that you grinded with and everything else. But in this case, it's almost like I think that the somebody wants you thing is twice as good, yeah. because somebody wanted you where they wanted you they're they're taking that chance and then holy mackerel someone really wants you because they're trade because that doesn't happen a lot you know those sort of trades no yeah i mean it was it was a very exciting moment to know that uh the red sox wanted me enough to not only feel like i was going to be their selection in the draft but to also then go ahead and make a trade uh because i didn't get to them or they didn't think i was going to get to them or however however it worked out that day um, it definitely gave me a little bit of a confidence boost in, in, a, in a way of just like, hey, you know, like it's it's finally like I went from an organization where I was a 2019 draft pick, uh, had a couple of tough years kind of mixed in there. And, you know, maybe at times you kind of feel like you've fallen off the wayside to, to them and you're not as important to them. And that's never truly the case, but just how you feel at times and uh to know that there was an organization out there that felt like I was a big league caliber player and, and was ready to give me a chance. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more than that. So now you, you immediately start thinking that once your dad cancels his orders for the Mets hat, right, you immediately start thinking, all right, Red Sox. And, and the easy, listen, the easy answer to this is I'm just going to do my best and whatever. But you also, like, have to figure out where do I fit, who's on the team. I don't know how familiar you are, you were with the Red Sox. When does that whole thing, do you immediately go to the roster? Not immediately, but maybe that day. Say, okay, this is where we're at with everything. No, I never went and checked out the roster, to be honest with you. I just kind of took it one day at a time. It was, uh, for me, it was obviously, I was more worried about going into an opportunity, going into a new situation where it's like, I'm going to be going into my first big league spring training, pitching in my first big league spring training games and having the opportunity to make a big league roster. 
all with a new club. So it, it was a matter of just, you know, how am I going to, you know, get to know these guys as best as I can and, and try and develop that unique chemistry that teammates have, uh, you know, as soon as I got to meet them. But the, the Red Sox made it a super easy transition for me. I mean, in the days ensuing after the, the Rule 5 draft, they, uh, they, they never tried to uh, bombard me with uh, phone calls. They uh, kept it to a couple of them a day, and uh, I got to meet some of the some of the guys and, and uh, women over the phone. And uh, they got me out there to Boston for the rookie development program, and so that was awesome to get to finally put some faces to some names and, and get some you know hands on time with them, meet some of the players that are also here, and uh, you know I think all of that just made it so much easier. Should I should know this? You said you hadn't been in a major league camp, but had you pitched in major league spring training games? No, I had not. That's really yeah, not no. at all. Uh-uh. Not even like the hey, we're going to uh, we're going no. to the, the the place forty minutes away at the yeah, night no. game. No, no, never. So, had you have you faced major league hitters in any capacity? Yeah, I have. I've, I pitched against uh, big league hitters in spring training, just never in a game. Like we were, I did it, you know, on like the backfields and stuff okay. like that, live BPs. You know, a one inning in a game or somewhere here and that, but never in an actual major league spring training mm-hmm. game. Yeah. So yeah. So this is a whole new. This is a whole better per diem, mm-hmm. right? Am yeah. I wrong? Yeah. No, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> what else? What else is like? As we sit here, we're sitting here in a major league clubhouse. What is? Oh, it's what is a, different? I mean, it's everything. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously the pay is one thing, but the opportunity to get to to be around some of these guys that have been in the big leagues for years and and get to watch them throw on a daily basis and see how they go about their business, see how they interact in the clubhouse, what are they doing to make sure that they're in the best, you know, possible shape to, to go out there and compete and try and win World Series rings. I mean, it's it's so much more than, than just the pay. I mean, it's life experiences. And so for me to be able to come into this clubhouse, first time big league camp, and, and be around a, a group of guys that have just been awesome so far, I mean, it, it couldn't have been easier for me. Uh, everybody here is extremely welcoming. Uh, super, super friendly and, uh, very, just very easy to talk to. And, and that's how I feel about this whole entire organization is they really, you know, they care about their players on, on more of a personal level. And you can tell that everybody here feels like we're just like a part of one big family. Is now you get to the, they're getting you and a lot of times they say, okay, we really like you, mm-hmm. but dot, dot, dot. We think we can do this. We think we can do that. And they don't want to throw it all at you at once. But has there been any of that where we want you to, Tinker, tinker with this or tinker with that? Uh, for me, it, it hadn't been any tinkering on anything. Their biggest thing for me was just uh, they felt like I was a, a big league caliber pitcher, and, and for them it's as simple as if I can come in here in spring training and, and prove that I can throw my stuff in the zone and, and, and get big league hitters out, then the opportunity is right there in front of me. So, um, like I said, they haven't tried to overwhelm me with anything. Um, you know, at most, it has been a couple of bullpens where it's like, hey, you know, we're just going to work on this today. But it's more just pitch sequencing, mm-hmm. pitch, you know, trying to throw certain pitches in the zone at certain times, winning races, uh, the race to two strikes, a bunch of bullpens. But uh, nothing major. They haven't tried to put anything like that on me. I feel like I, you know, came into to, to spring in a good shape with just kind of how my arm feels, how my body feels, and uh, I feel like I've gotten off to a pretty good start so far. What was the highlight of your professional career up until this point? And, and not just like being a mate. Like, what? Give me, give me a good like moment. Mm. Probably. I mean, the the easy answer is is the is the draft. I mean, that's that's everybody's. You know, what they would say their their ultimate moment. 
But uh, I think I think for me it would be uh, the highlight for me was the day that I got called up to AAA because it was the first time in my career that I got a call up during season. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just to know that like I had you know gone through a tough year in 2022 and, and worked really hard in the off season to try and correct some things and really just you know make sure that stuff like that never happened again. And so to come in in 23 have a really good year and then get rewarded with the call to triple a i mean it's it's all that you want you know as, as a player is for, for people to to see what you've been doing see what you've worked on and how you've perfected your craft you know and so uh for that to happen last year i think that was easily like one of the better feelings that i've had as a professional baseball that's player. good you almost got a ring yeah there you go. yeah we were uh, one level away <laughs> They got buddies who got a ring, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And they're gonna, they're, they're. I mean, all of them deserve it more than anything. Like, I couldn't speak, you know, better about the guys that I played with in uh, in Texas. So, I mean, I'm gonna miss those guys. Super excited for them, but also extremely happy for the opportunity. Yeah. To be here. So the last thing is the the Garrett Garrett Whitlock. Uh-huh. I mean, of all Rule Five, like guys hopefuls where we have examples and the, probably the best one in recent memory or one of the best ones is Garrett Whitlock and I don't know if you looked at his story if you talked to him um, or I mean because there it is an exclusive club you know yeah. so have you talked to him at all yeah I've talked to him a bunch I mean we've obviously been around each other now uh, he's I can tell immediately you know he's a guy that people kind of gravitate towards in this locker room just great energy uh, I can just already tell he's an outstanding human being, and, and he's done, you know, been really well to me ever since I got here. I got to meet him for the first time at uh, the uh, winter weekend mm-hmm. up in Springfield, and uh, he was, you know, awesome to me then. He was uh, kind of felt like he was, you know, taking me under his wing a little bit as yeah. a fellow Rule 5 draft <laughs> pick while we were up there cracking jokes about it and stuff like that. So. But no, I mean, it's obviously it's tough right now. We're still trying to get in the swing of things, and, and everybody's doing a bunch of different stuff on different days. And so, um, I hadn't been any sit downs and talks about this and that. But uh, just to be able to see how he goes about his business and and you know what it means to him to to kind of have that background and that story is it's definitely inspiring. And I'm trying to be you know the next success story that Boston has. Did he tell you? Did, did, did he give you any advice in terms of approaching this month and a half as a Rule Five guy? Because the old, because obviously it's the hey, don't try too hard, just be yourself. Yeah. But it is a sort of a race against time a little bit. Yeah. Did he give you any advice in that way? I haven't talked to him about anything that specific, to be honest with you. I feel like I had you know enough people kind of talking to me and just about the opportunity ahead, and and I knew. I mean, I'm 26 years old. I I, I understand what's at, what's ahead of me, and. uh so for me, it's it's as simple as if I just go out there and I do exactly what I was doing last year, then that's going to be good enough. Obviously, if they thought that last year was good enough to be a big league caliber player, then uh, I just got to repeat that. I don't need to change anything that I'm doing. Just continue to be myself in the clubhouse and out on the field, and the opportunity will be there. And at the end of the day, if I make the big league roster, great. That's that's what I've worked for. And, and you know, I don't think that they're going to give it to me just to give it to me. I, I will feel like it is something that I did earn. And uh, if I don't, then I'll be able to, to go to sleep at night knowing that I did everything that I possibly could to, to be a part of this team. So for me, there's it's really like a, a, a win-win situation for me is kind of how I'm viewing it. Like I've got an incredible opportunity. I'm going to do everything I can to make the best of it. And at the end of the day, the, the cards will fall where they will.